If we look at the landscape today, people are now spending over three hours a day on their phones okay. and specifically in their mobile app. This is Equip and Engage, a podcast by Subsplash, exploring how ministry, technology, and innovation come together to equip churches around the world to engage their communities. Hi, and welcome to the podcast today where we are going to dive in to your ministry and the mobile revolution. I'm one of your hosts for today, Carolyn Farney. I am joined by my friend and coworker, Chris Sharp. We're excited to be here. And today, as we look at the mobile revolution and how this fits into your ministry, being able to take a look a little historically in the last 10, 15 years and where it's come from to this point, and then also how your ministry fits in. So let's dig in. Chris, I would love to take a trip down memory lane with you. Are you ready for this? Ooh, I can't wait. Okay, here's the question. What was your first mobile device? Mm, it was not cool. Uh, so, yeah, I it was 1999. Love and it. Uh, my parents got it for me, which is pretty cool. I don't even remember the brand. I remember it was gray, and it you could, like, flip open part of it. And then the other part had an antenna you pull out of it, but I could only use it for emergencies and it had to stay in the glove box. And, uh, I remember that specifically because I had one emergency and then when I finally pulled it out, it was dead. So then I had to charge it to turn it on, to make a phone call, no texting, just for phones, made one phone call ever on that sweet device. Uh, what was yours, Carolyn? Such a hassle. Yeah. And this is probably dating us too, because I got a cell phone when I was in high school and it was purely around navigational issues. My dad used to draw out, he's an architect, draw out how I can get places. I mean, it was way too much. Yeah. Straight lines. Yeah. So when the phone came out, the cell phone, it was perfect because then I could just call him if I got lost. But even my first smartphone was really around the navigational system with the apps and being able to just queue in wherever you're at and how to get home. Right. Very key. Would Very key. you then say you are directionally challenged? Very directionally challenged. Okay. East, west, north, south. So, yeah, absolutely. Well, when you're from the crossroads of American <laughs> Indiana, you know, it's all very flat, even grid, much absolutely. more difficult to absolutely. navigate. Well, even as we start to take a trip down memory lane, I want to even pull in just some of the story of Subsplash. So Subsplash actually yeah. created the first app that a church had in the store. And I'd right. love for you to share even a little bit more about that journey along with just mobile in general and the, the rise of it. Yeah. Yeah. It's been incredible. Yeah. So uh, our, our the founder of Subsplash, uh, Tim Turner, was going to a church here in Seattle at the time, uh, felt called to, to offer to build him an app, built it for free is one of those things we call trust and obey, felt like God said trust and obey, built this app. But what was really cool is at that time, if, if we look back and we, we think about what would it have taken to watch or listen to a sermon in, say, 2008 or 2009? Well, if they had a podcast and if you had an iPod, you could go, you know, download something, you could... Uh, plug your iPod so into laborious. your computer yeah. and transfer it, which at the time was awesome. Was incredible. Now today, you didn't have to be, carry that yes. big brick of CDs. Yes, it was just all in this little right. device. It was it was incredible, mind blowing. Yeah. But today, that would be so frustrating to have to store everything locally, and you couldn't just get it on demand, right? Click it, stream it. So this app, this was 2009, the first full year of the App Store being available on iPhone, and uh, went built this app for the purpose of streaming. You could stream a sermon, music, click play, and it would play right away. This is revolutionary. Now it's what we're used to. But that was in the App Store a year before like Netflix came out, for example. So really early on, and we had to go in there and figure out all these these complex things around how to properly encode 
that device because, you know, uh, thinking back to, I think it was 3G at that time, wasn't as good as what we have today uh, in terms of your, your streaming capabilities. And so you had to have very specific rules on how you encoded that. So we had to solve all of those challenges, but then launch this and it just took off. Yeah. Yeah. And even, I mean, there's, there's obviously Google and Android have had their play in just our mobile revolution, but as we're not going to get in as deep as that, but I mean, even just the effect I think Apple had yeah. in terms of the app store in general. Mm-hmm. So as we're starting to think about how this now has affected our behavior, and if we look at the landscape today, of people are now spending over three hours a day on their phones right. and specifically in their mobile apps. I mean, yep. Apple has had this effect on culture in that way to where 88% of someone's time they're spending specifically in apps and it's for a very specific purpose. Mm -hmm. So one thing, even thinking about just retailers today and they know specifically channels that their audience is coming through, they're coming through for different purposes and intent. So someone in their audience that's coming through their website is very different and then someone that's coming through the mobile app in terms of what they want to buy and what that retailer wants to dish up for them to social media. So as we even think about that for for ministries and the church as they're thinking through different channels and how someone might be engaging with them there, what have you seen in that, Chris? There's a few things we see in particular when it comes to churches. So you're thinking about your audience. They're going to want to engage in different places. It's the same gospel, the same truth. We want community. But how do you authentically engage with them where they are? So, yeah, as Carolyn cited, 88% of time spent on mobile is within an app versus 12% inside of a website. So even that tells a pretty clear story in terms of your website is your digital doorstep. It's where people discover you. When they want to engage with content, something ongoing, that's where the app stands out because you've got push notifications, you've got geo-based location services, you've got so much power you can do with a native mobile app built for that device. That's where people are engaged. And that's what we see as well. So when you're focusing on that, make your website, this is where people discover. Still put your sermons, have your giving, have forms, but it's where people are going to discover Whereas the app is where people are going to engage. Engage. Yeah, Yeah, ongoing engagement. So you're thinking about digital engagement. And even beyond that, you know, there, there still is a purpose for sure around printed materials and what you announce from the stage on a Sunday, there's still time and, and, uh, uh, meaningful, uh, elements to that for sure. So it's just about where are people and how do you want to engage with them? Yeah, I love that. So it, it harkens the question to me, who's this app really for? Is this just for the young people? Yeah. Harkens is a phenomenal word. (laughs) Uh, Is it just for the young people? Well, a lot of people have asked that over the years. And I think now we see that everyone has a smartphone. In fact, there's there's nations, there's a lot of stats on this now where there's uh, entire countries where they've skipped the entire desktop for the most part. And their mobile usage is through the roof, right? People went straight to smartphones. And so in the US, we're we're smartphone addicts. We have them like crazy. And again, that's just the tool of today. There's going to be something in the future. And so how do we stay focused to be innovative to focus on that? But as we look at this, yeah, there, there's there's mobile usage is just skyrocketing. It's for everyone. Young people, there's, there's different ways they're going to connect with someone who's 20 years older, for sure. So be thoughtful about your presentation when we talk about things like giving. We know that millennials, for example, are far less likely to have a checkbook many of which don't have one, period. I've never even written a check before. <clears throat> oh, there's that too. Yeah, 
and they don't have cash in their wallet, right? Or very little. That's not how they're going to contribute. But if you say, hey, you can give right now by signing up for this thing, that's easy, right? If it takes them a minute to sign up, put in their card, they're actually very trusting of doing that. They they And they want to participate in giving. Yeah, they absolutely e- do. And even adding to that as well of thinking about even if you have those congregants that they are very faithful in writing out the check and bringing it in that there's all this other opportunity that they can financially participate with you, whether that is there is something on Sunday, you're having a visiting missionary, you'd like to open up the ability for them to be able to financially contribute. They weren't planning on it. They're moved by the spirit. You're just wanting good technology should help you move from intention into action. And so having something that they're not carrying cash, they're not carrying check with them. So how, when the spirit moves, we're able to allow them to take action on the intention that they had because we know, I mean, you have kids, if you're moved to that and in your mind you go to give or take any kind of action that requires you to come back to it later, what are the odds you remember that once you get home? Yeah, it's actually a lot harder. I just had that recently. <laughs> but but this is speaking back to, it's not just for young people, it's for all generations, but you do speak to them a little bit differently, right? You're going to engage them a little bit uh, differently, how you want to send your notifications, who you want to speak to, which is why making it targeted and specific matters. But everyone is on mobile right now and they do want to engage with you if they're part of your community. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm even thinking, you know, you talk about a younger, what we'll call just in the millennial generation of you're coming in. Do they even want paper printouts? They want to do that digitally to where you have that older generation where I know even, I mean, you have the younger generation that grew up with these mobile devices. So it's a form of play. So thumbing around and trying out new things, that's easy for them. You want it simple because if it's not easy and quick for them, they're on to the next thing where you take the older generation that didn't grow up with, I mean, even I'd say we're kind of part of that. I mean, kind of really took a, a, a turn come when we were in high school that there is an element of, I'm afraid I'm going to break this. So you need that to be simple, easy for them. And they, I mean, even that we were talking about before, they may engage with some different things throughout the week that the younger generation may not. That's absolutely right. Yeah. And with it, no matter what, this is probably the most important thing. How you do it matters. Don't just try to check the box and say, okay, mobile people are there. We're just going to do this and they're going to somehow connect. You have to be incredibly thoughtful about what you're presenting. You want to make sure it's done really, really well. It needs to look good. The user experience needs to be done well. You do need to have a thoughtful layout and you need to have relevant content that it connects to that individual. And they will be absolutely connected, but don't just check the box. If, if, if you're going to put 10 minutes into it, it's probably going to fail, right? You want to, you want to take a little bit of time just being thoughtful about You've got the best message in the world, right? We've got the gospel. We want to make disciples. How do we put our best effort in that and reflect our creator with our own creativity and effort we put into tech? Yeah, I love that. And we love Mm. these conversations. We love having them with churches of all sizes. And so one thing I know we want to communicate is no matter where you're at on that spectrum, the crawl, walk, run, there's a place that everyone can take in that. And so even just as we wrap this up, I wrote down some questions just for you guys to think about and hopefully continue on the conversation as well. But first off, just have you considered how your people are using mobile? And and then also, do you have a strategy to reach them there? Secondly, are you matching your strategy for each channel with the intent for the people that are using it? So whether that is your website or a mobile app or social media, being able to think through how they're going to be using each of those channels. And then finally, are you making the truth of Jesus extremely accessible? Kind of like you were saying, it comes back to we have the most precious message in the world and how do we get that out to as many people as possible? With that, 
that wraps up this episode. We've had fun. We're excited to have more of these with you. So we hope you join us. If you haven't subscribed yet, be sure to subscribe. Share this with a friend that you've been thinking about throughout this, this conversation thinking, hey, I think they'd enjoy that conversation too. We'd love to have them here as well. So until next time, we'll see you later. Thanks for tuning in to Equip and Engage, where we're sharing insights learned from thousands of conversations with leaders and pastors around the world. To follow along with these conversations, subscribe today or visit our website.